Men, do you have the courage to keep your covenant? Welcome back to Recourage, a program dedicated to recouraging manhood as we let God pierce through our fear and strengthen our faith. I'm your host, Scott Bryant, the director of Journey Up Ministries and lead climber of my amazing family. Thank you for joining me today as we continue on this dangerous but eternally satisfying journey up. In the last broadcast, we began to look at this idea of unveiling the glory of God, this ever-increasing glory, in contrast to what our world says, that we should unveil the ever-increasing wickedness that looks so good on the front end, but comes back to kill us in the end. I want to take that theme of unveiling and move into really specifically looking at unveiling our wife. This is especially going to speak to the heart of the man who is married today and asking us, do we have the courage to unveil the glory of God by keeping covenant, by keeping our covenant, our commitment in a world that says the only thing you should be committed to is your feeling, your pleasure, your journey up your journey, how you think it should go instead of listening to your God. But man, today it's to know that the pleasures, the glories that God has for you and I to unwrap, to unveil in marriage will only happen as we are willing to keep covenant. As you probably know, men, uh, back in the book of Job, you maybe have heard it, maybe you haven't. I would encourage you to, to go there and, and become very familiar with this passage. In Job 31, we see a long ordeal of a man who has been persecuted by Satan himself. Don't make no mistake, men, there isn't a one of us who has had this kind of attention given to us. Satan is way too busy. He's got way too many demons working for him to waste his time personally with us. Usually all he needs to do is, is send a few demons our direction and he, he's got us. But Satan is dealing personally with Job. Job has been persecuted left and right. He's there. He's physically sick. He's lost everything except for his nagging wife. <laughs> and there in Job 31, we, say Job, we see Job saying this, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a girl. For what is man's lot from God above? His heritage from the Almighty on high. Is it not ruin for the wicked, disaster for those who do wrong? Does he not see my ways and count my every step? We'll come back there in a moment, men, but do you see what's going on here? This is in chapter 31. This is a man that is telling us from his journey of suffering that, yes, one of the things that we will look to wrongfully is to break covenant with our bride and to try to find something to satisfy us in the moment of pain, in the moment of suffering, whether it's a few days into marriage, a few weeks, months, or years. But sadly, what we see happening left and right is men being seduced by Satan, his demonic forces, to break covenant. It's like he's saying to men, if you'll just, you know, stop doing what you're doing maybe you've got a nagging wife one that doesn't feel like you've, you're receiving respect what you deserve right satan he plays on that and he goes yeah you're not getting what you deserve if you'll just come over here come over here into this little area here ah you see that yeah that's where you'll find the pleasure you deserve and yet 
as we find out very quickly, the moment you unwrap it, the moment you break covenant, you realize Satan never cared about you in the first place. He was out to not just break your marriage, but break your heart, your home for generations after. Unveiling the glory of your wife. I want you to think about that for a moment. I think back, Kimberly and I here in just a few days, We'll celebrate 25 years of marriage. The day I got to unveil my wife's beauty for the first time in marriage. Where she literally had a veil over her face in a symbolic gesture of veiling her beauty for me. Knowing that she was about to unveil her beauty to me on our honeymoon and for a, until death do we part. And I think about that and it's with some emotion because I know that we were entering into a journey that would be at war, a journey that would be warring against Satan and his demonic forces that would try to unveil our hearts with his wickedness instead of having our glory, the glory of my wife, the glory of our marriage protected by his holiness. We see Job give some very strong words as we go back to Job 31. He, he is basically preaching to himself. It's like he's telling himself, okay, self, I know right now everything seems hopeless. You've lost everything. Everything just hurts. You're being told that if you just maybe go in a direction of lust that you'll find satisfaction. But he tells his heart. He says there in verse 9, if my heart has been enticed by a woman or if I have lurked at my neighbor's door, then may my wife grind another man's grain and may other men sleep with her for that would have been shameful, a sin to be judged. Man, I fear that we live in times that have so washed our brains in the idea that it's not shameful to lust after another woman, that it's just part of being a man. But that's not true. That is a lie. It's what allows us to be taken hostage and we miss out the holiness of, of being able to unveil God's glory in our, our marriage. I want to go from Job to the book of Psalms. Psalm 15, one of those Psalms where the, David asks the question, Lord, who can dwell in your sanctuary? Who can live on your holy hill? I like to put it in the imagery of who can climb your holy heights? Who can journey up? He's asking the question, and then he answers it. It's he whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth in his heart and has no slander on his tongue, who does his neighbor no wrong and casts no slur on his fellow man, who despises a vile man, but honors those who fears the Lord. And then listen to this man, who keeps his oath even when it hurts. I want to land there in our broadcast today and ask you, do you have the courage to keep your oath, especially when it hurts? And what that means is in that moment when you think, man, my, my flesh will be satisfied if I just go play in the meadow of pleasure, just eat a little bit of the world's fruit, just enjoy a little bit of what it says I should receive as a man, to know in that moment, even when it hurts, Will you unveil the glory of God in your marriage? Did you know that when you play in the meadow, you drag your family, you drag your wife behind you with every thought, with every word, with every step?
I want you to get the imagery. This is how we learn how to hate what is evil and cling to what is good, how to despise what is vile. I want you to get the picture. I know it hurts a little bit, but picture this rope attached to your waist. And then behind you, your wife and your children are all connected to you like you're ready to climb a mountain, okay? Now, if you are willing to climb the holy heights and unveil God's glory with your thoughts, with your words, with your life, guess what? Your wife and your children get to experience the unveiling of God's glory as they journey up behind you. They get to experience the joy of the journey up. But it also works the exact opposite way too. If you turn around and you decide to instead run and play in the meadow of pleasure, you are dragging them with every step you go. So picture like you're, you're, you're running down a, a gravel road and there they are. They're getting bruised and bloodied up as they're dragged. Their little feet can't keep up with you. They were not designed to do that. And, there, and when you stop and you see for the first time the bloodied mess that you're creating in your marriage when you play in the meadow and stop and you, and you begin to see it and you begin to weep over your sin. In that moment, you have a chance by God's grace to keep your oath even when it hurts to say, okay, there have been days, there have been seasons of my life, maybe there were years where I bloodied my family with how I played in the meadow I'm going to stop. I'm going to let God's rope of grace transport me and let me begin to take a step of faith, of holiness in my marriage. Unveiling your wife's glory. That can be very practical, men. Today, wherever you are on the journey, I want you to ask the question, do you have the courage to keep your oath, to keep your covenant, especially when it hurts? Over the years, and I think back to, uh, I think it was about 2002 when, when Kim and I were newly married. And, and I can tell you that as I had to deal with uh, working muscles, I had not dealt with as a child. See, I, unlike the generations today, it, many of us, we didn't have the internet to have to wrestle with. We didn't have social media. We didn't have smartphones. There was only so many ways that we could go after what our flesh wanted immorally and so i remember early on in our marriage where all of a sudden i had to deal with these temptations and sadly i was not always successful and i remember especially one holiday season where me and my wife came to a collision where i had to tell her i had to confess that i had not kept covenant in my mind and with my eyes that I had broken covenant with lustful thoughts. And as I saw how that broke her heart and how it crushed her spirit because God had placed a glory in her that she wanted unveiled to me and to me only. Her, God created your wife to desire to give her beauty to you in a rightful way in marriage. And men, when you and I take that beauty and we misuse it by looking at what the world has to offer instead of looking at our wife's beauty, we are moving into ever-increasing wickedness instead of unwrapping God's ever-increasing glory. I love how John Eldridge writes in his book, Waking the Dead. 
That's the title of it, Waking the Dead. And you might not know where he's going with that, but he's talking about how it's God's desire to see the glory of a heart fully alive. And he, he tells us, John Eldridge writes uh, early on in the book, he says, why does a woman long to be beautiful? Why does a man hope to be found brave? Because we remember, if only faintly, that we were once more than we are now. The reason you doubt that there could be a glory to your life is because that glory has been the object of a long and brutal war. You see, when I met my wife at the age, I think we were about 18 years of age at Bible college, my wife's beauty, my wife's amazing heart had already been bloodied and and beaten up by the world as she had had become a a single mom at 16 years of age. There she was as a uh, preacher's kid going to youth group, going to a Christian school, and even there. In, the, in, those, in that setting, Satan found a way to get through and, and to wound her beauty. Her beauty had been, had been totally um, trampled on. You would think all hope had been lost. Oh, no. Oh, no. When I met my wife at Bible College, men, I can tell you not only was she the most beautiful woman there, she, this was a woman who had, had found the grace of God. She'd repented, she confessed, and she had, instead of, Sadly, like many people do today, they abort their babies. No, she, she by bravely had her baby there. Uh, in, in fact, I think she had her baby just in time uh, for her to, to graduate and, and to be able to move on into life. She kept a little baby. And then not only, but she didn't even, didn't adopt the baby out. She kept the baby. And, and when I met him, uh, he was almost two years of age at Bible college. And I, I met a woman who had found the ever-increasing glory of God as she let his grace come in. And that grace that my wife had found at 16, men, I have needed that grace over and over again to unwrap God's glory and protect me from ever-increasing wickedness, especially in this very area. Men, today your heart has been deadened. If you're wondering why your marriage is dead, oftentimes it's because your heart has been corrupted through your eyes, through your mind. And it's time for men to keep covenant, to keep oaths, to restore marriages. It just starts with one step. You and I deciding to say, no, right now, I am going to start unveiling God's glory, one holy thought at a time. And you're not going to be perfect men. You're going to struggle. You live in an incredibly idolatrous, immoral times, especially when it comes to this whole arena of of digital age. I feel so sad for the young people I see walking home from school. I'm talking like kindergarten, first, second, third grade, wielding their smartphones. Men, did any of us have the muscle to be able to wield that well when we were growing up? Not even. Sadly, we've got an epidemic of perverseness going on because we've got young people who are being raised to think that it's totally appropriate to just simply look at whatever you want to look at. It doesn't make any difference. What they need are daddies. They need husbands who are modeling to them no children this is how it works if you want to find glory if you want to find pleasure then you're going to need to protect 
your heart to keep covenant. If you're not married, then sexual relationship is not for you yet. Don't awaken it. You need to protect your heart. Worship your God. Don't worship the glory of another, your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Train your eyes to heaven and wait. Let God bring along the beauty of, of sexuality in time. If you're married, then you need to make sure you are training your eyes on the beauty of your wife. And men, that means not looking to the left or to the right. Is that possible? I believe it is, but only by the grace of God. Because we used to have a, a society around us that at least put some clothes on. We now walk around in complete nudity and complete immorality, and we call it okay. Men, that will deaden your senses. You'll miss out on some of the beauty and the glory that God has for you in your marriage. Are you willing to unveil the beauty, the glory of your wife? And that doesn't mean just sexually. I know a lot of times when we, we come to this idea of unveiling beauty, you might think, well, yeah, that, the best that that could be is just me and my wife coming together sexually. Did you know that's what the world can't even begin to understand is that oneness is so much more. Yes, sexuality is that, is that final intimate act that brings man and woman together in one flesh and creates life and, 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 a, and a pleasure that is different than all other relationships. And yet that should really be like the, the final act of a, two hearts that are coming together with unveiled glory and connecting in relationship. As you take time to look into your wife's eyes and to actually care about her, for more than just somebody you could unite with sexually. Do you care about your wife's words, your wife's words? Do you care about what she has to say? Do you really care? Do you care more about what she has to say, what she's feeling more than you do about your own? Sadly, very few men do. Most of us are more wrapped up in how much our money we're making in our 401ks or our stock portfolios. More of us care more about what's on the news or in the newspaper or on the television with the next sporting event than we do about actually listening to the heart of God in our wife. Men, there are heights that I have only begun to scratch in my first 25 years of marriage. I can tell you, Kim and I have experienced more depths and more heights than we ever dreamt of than when we said I do 25 years ago. But I can tell you, the holy heights are worth it. I am so in love with this woman, and I know that Kimberly Kay and Scott Bryant would not have a marriage. We would have been, we would have been obliterated years ago if it wasn't for the holy grace of God that wants to come in and unveil his glory in these two jars of clay. Yep, that's what Corinthians tells us. He says, we've got this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is not from God. It is, it, is, it, it, it is from God. It's not from us. Men, you've got treasure in your jar of clay and your wife has tre treasure in hers. And it's going to be only the all-surpassing power of God and His grace that's going to allow your clay to come together and find true glory 
in a world of ever-increasing wickedness. This holiday season, I pray that you'll be able to journey through these holidays. Enjoy the fun. We're coming near. We've got a house full of, of family right now. We're having a wonderful time. But that oneness, that holy relationship that you have with your bride, that you can have with your bride, by God's grace, is a powerful, powerful thing that you don't want to take for granted. I pray that you will have the courage today to unveil the glory of God in your marriage. Men, thanks for coming back and, and joining me here for Recourage. I pray that you've been encouraged to, to keep on climbing. No matter where you're at in the journey, no matter how many times you've fallen, there are heights in store that God can redeem and take you to if you're willing. Join me next time back here on Recourage. Thank you again for joining me today.